0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bipartisan Times. I am truly elated and beside myself because I am now about to start a series um, about a segment of my life that has truly impacted me for the past three years. I know you guys see me smiling a lot right now, but the only reason why I'm smiling is because I'm finally ready to liberate myself from the darkness that was put on my life while I was a student in law school by two individuals who I will be referring to as law school Karen and law school Ken. And I've held this burden now for three years, three years. And that's including the period after law school, not including the two years that, so it's actually been a total of five When I really think about it, five years I have been dealing with something that I had to get therapy on and I felt powerless, weak, I felt embarrassed, I was shamed, I was humiliated. I wrestled with it over and over in my head, playing it out. You know, when you're a strong individual, you think that you're a strong individual, you don't realize when you really need to seek help on certain things that you've come across that maybe you aren't able to conquer alone. And as I mentioned before, it's been five years. And why now of all the times, you know, for me to move forward and wrestling with, okay, one day I'm going to tell my story. One day I'm going to actually tell what happened to me because I don't want it to have happened in vain. And I believe that, you know, it happened for some Reason that I honestly don't want to believe should have been, shouldn't have happened to anybody, really. But I had to figure out a way to channel all that hurt and and pain and frustration and hopelessness into a positive. And so I came up with Black Letters in Law uh, through the bipartisan times. And while I like to focus on other people, I want to take some time to really tell my story. And why now? You know, I've wrestled with different groups online. I've talked to other law students at the time I was going through it who were there and some after who coached me and said Devon, really tell your story. And I was afraid for a very long time. And when you're a victim of something, you sometimes can just fall into this dark void of thinking that one day it'll get better and it actually doesn't until you decide to do something. But what really powered me was a young woman who, Um, went to my undergrad institution, um, Stephen F. Austin University, SFA in Nacogdoches, Texas. And her story made it on the news about what she went through, or she's been, as a, uh, I don't know, I think she was like a sophomore, freshman, um, staying on campus, and some women called the police on her in the middle of the night, the cops came, and the guns were drawn on her in her dormitory. And she empowered me truly to take the initiative and say tell your story no longer will you wrestle with this at nighttime no longer will you you know be ashamed of it but it is a battle scar and something that you can show proudly to the world and say look what i made it through and you can encourage other people to come forward with their stories and to stay on the right side of the law even when the law itself is against you even as you are learning the law as a person of color and that's how black letters in law erupted because anyone who knows the term black letters in law and usually lawyers will it's pretty much well settled law it's just well-founded law and as i learned the law as a black man and my story was you know just getting worse and worse it seemed like day by day I didn't know if I was gonna wake up and I was gonna end up in prison or I was gonna end up being arrested or I was gonna end up um, being shot or I I didn't know what was gonna happen. And I've decided that I'm gonna come forward about what happened when I went to Roger Williams University School of Law. And I'm gonna talk about the history of RWU Law, I'm gonna talk about the Black Lives Matter movement when it actually did start when I was in law school Right around 2016. I'm going to talk about the three, the two years I experienced of hurt and shame and darkness and isolation and my whole chill law school experience based on law school Karen and law school's kin, accusations of me. I'm going to talk about the therapy I had to seek. I'm going to talk about being black at RW. I'm going to talk about my experience, the gym, the accusations, the constant emails, the constant police calls. I'm going to talk about All of that, the outreach I tried to get and failed. From when it came to, you know, the NAACP or it came to any other attorney wanted to go up against this law school, the only law school in Rhode Island. I'm going to talk about all of that to liberate myself of all of that, and to finally memorialize what it's like to be in law school as a black man in New England with law school Karen coming after you and all you want to do is study and become a great lawyer and 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 do what you work so hard to get which is to be a law school student trump said the other night to racists everywhere to stand back and stand down and my message directly to you law school karen is no longer am i going to stand down or stand back While you thrive and you think that what you did to me and everyone knows it. My family, the faculty at Roger Williams Law School, the students at Roger Williams Law School, everybody knows and you know what you did to me. You and Law School Kent and how miserable you made my life. And if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to tell my story because I believe that I did not go through that in vain that I can inspire somebody else to stay on the right track of the law because I have been watching groups on Instagram from Black RWU and Fordman and all sorts of other schools and people tell their story. And you are not going to keep me standing by and silent. I'm going to tell my story and I'll make it a series. And every day I record, every day I put this out there so I can, it's going to be taking it away from myself because you did this to me and for five years I've carried this burden. And people don't understand what was wrong with me or, you know, I didn't want to talk to everybody about it. I would just share fragments and pieces of it. But it's too big to put into one video. It's something that is a cathartic measure for me. And everyone's going to know law school can too. Because you guys also forced me to realize that I am the American bar guy. You forced me to realize to my own strength and what I went through and how to channel that hurt and all those frustrations into a positive to help other people. Because of how you put me down and how I was so afraid and didn't know which way to go and I had nobody to run to. And I'm going to talk to you, police department, Bristol police department in Rhode Island, Bristol, Rhode Island police department, and the police department of Roger Williams uh, university and how you lied to the Department of Education, how you continued to harass me, how you moved in on these false notes and accusations that you had no fingerprint, you had no documentary, no evidence, no, not the DNA, nothing to pre- prove that this was, I was the culprit behind it. And at one point, you know, I was asking myself, why on earth would they think it's me? But as it kept happening all throughout my entire legal journey, I knew And she kept making up accusations like someone talk about it. I knew then that I was being targeted and that nobody was on my side, especially you, former Spelman College graduate, Dean, Dean of Students. Yes, Dean of Students. I'm talking to you how you did not stand by my side and I sat in your office many days pleading with you to please give me some space so that I can breathe and study for my finals because I just wanted to graduate law school. I'm going to tell my story, and I'm not going to feel shamed. No longer am I going to be embarrassed or humiliated. And also, I'm going to tell for these reasons exactly. For one, I want to promote the truth about what happened. I of fair comment and criticism of what you did to me because I had to relive this over and over again, you know, every time I wanted to take a bar, a bar exam. I had to explain everything that happened to me. And how Roger Williams Law School signed off knowing all this, knowing all of this and signed off saying that law school, Karen and Ken were of good moral character to be practitioners in the law. And I truly believe it's because of that that you have prosecutors like the one for the Breonna Taylor's case, Cameron, I believe is his name, who are corrupt individuals hiding things. That also inspired me to come forward with my story because there are institutions perpetuating these sort of people into the legal community when they know that they are not of good character and fitness and they harass somebody nonstop. How you found out Roger Williams that it wasn't me because I was somewhere else when she was accusing me of doing something in a whole different state over a thousand miles away. I'm going to tell my story and I'm not going to keep quiet about it because Roger Williams Law School and Roger Williams University used my face in an advertisement on a bus to show my experience as a law school, as a student at the school, as if it was some sort of joyous occasion. And I remember when that photo was taken because I was hiding out in downtown on campus trying to study for my final exams in a room secluded. And somebody came in there and took that picture. And I was like, please don't. And you took that picture of me knowing that I filed a Department of Education complaint, knowing what I went through, and maybe you didn't know, but that's your part of your negligence on your end to not do your homework and know who your students are. You know, I believe in God, I really do, and I believe that God is a just God. The Creator, as I like to call, is my nickname, Destiny was with me through all of that because I don't know how I made it through. I have no idea how I studied, how I cried through turning pages of textbooks, how I free had to move on. I am going to share all of that with you guys in Black Letters and Law until my spirit is free, until I know I can move forward. And I know that it's no longer something that wrestles in my head when I'm in the gym sometimes. Or even just trying to fall asleep at night. The evidence of Everything I want to show you will prove true and hold true. And everybody who went to Roger Williams Law School during the year of 2017 knows I'm not telling a fib. Knows that I'm telling the truth. And I'm sick and tired of individuals who went, who didn't know all the truth, coming up to me, asking me questions. Contacting me, asking me what happened. I'm going to tell it on record for the final time. And with that being said, you know, I'm going to dig into it. But message to you, Law School Karen and Ken, what you did was part of a plan that I guess God was going to have his way in my life and it was going to help me to be able to empower other people. But I'll see you guys next time on Black Writers in Law with the first segment of Law School Karen and Law School Ken.